the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Cross of Christ from the perspective of the good Dr. Luke. Next on Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor, Gary Wagner. Whether it is a real reason for being thankful or the foundation of a baby in a manger, you need look no further than the cross of Christ, Golgotha. Hi there. Welcome to Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. As we continue our survey of Luke, we find ourselves coming towards the end of Luke, chapter 22, verses 21 through 38, the humiliation and exaltation of Christ. Within this humiliation of the cross, we find an exaltation of Christ, and for good reason. With more, here's Pastor Gary Wagner. What was wrong with Judas? He had never had his heart changed. He had never been born from above. He had never been raised from spiritual death, the newness of life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, he had been able to suppress his evil desires I mean, if you looked at Judas among the other apostles, you wouldn't have been able to see any difference. Oh, yes, they were all flawed and asked some pretty stupid questions and were a bit confused about a few things. But here were the greatest men in the world. Judas chose those 12 apostles, and you can't get any higher than that. And Judas was one of them. He was able for three years to suppress his evil desires and his love for money. You couldn't have detected, but his heart was always evil. Now, there's an important lesson to learn here, and that is that regeneration and suppression of sin is not synonymous. But some people, they think it is. There are people in Christian churches all over the South Bay who think they are Christians and yet they have never had their hearts regenerated and been made new people by the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Spirit. But they think they have. And then they sin and do things they shouldn't do. They backslide and they feel guilty, so they repent with a small r. And what do they do? They say, oh, please pray for me. I'm going to try harder. If I try harder, I'll do better. So they try harder for a little while and do better for a little while. But it's not long before the dog returns to his vomit, going back to his old life. And then they get in trouble again and start feeling guilty again and start crying again. And they say, oh, I'm going to try harder this time. So they really try harder this time. I'm going to suppress all of these evil desires. I mean, I love to do this, and I love to do that, and I really enjoy doing this. I know they're all sinful. 
And I'm just not going to do them. And they try to hold back. And they hold back for a few days or even a few weeks. And then they're right back where they were. That is the way it was with Judas. He suppressed the truth and unrighteousness. He suppressed the sinful desires in his heart as long as he could. But then when Satan gave him that little extra shove, all the filth came out. You see, to be regenerated and to suppress things and try harder are not the same thing. Do not think you are regenerated because you feel guilty and you try to suppress those desires you really like to do. The truth about regeneration is that those who have been empowered by the Holy Spirit do not want to do what other men do. A Christian does not want to have an affair or look at porn because it is abhorrent to him. What appeals to other men does not appeal to him. And you know what? That's exactly the great hypocrisy of Islam. Why do Islamic people try to be so faithful to the Quran and to Sharia law and to be holy and separate from the world and pray five times a day and give 2.5% of their wealth to the poor and kill Christians and Jews? Why do they want to be so faithful and so holy and so moral according to their belief system? It is because... They get all the wine, women, and song that they want, including 72 virgins when this life is over. And that is their motive. I'm going to be good now, and I'm going to suppress my evil desires because when I die and go to heaven, I don't have to be good anymore. And what is the Muslim telling you about himself? He is not regenerate. His heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. What is the man or the woman or the young person telling you when they say, I'm going to try harder to be good? They are saying, there are these things I want to do. I just want to commit immorality. I just want to do drugs. But I love this woman who's not my wife. I want to be with her, but I'm not. I just want to do this over here, but I'm not. What are they telling you? They are telling you they have never been born of God. They are telling you they are in the same shoes as Judas, who was able to hold it in for a while. But then at the right moment, with the right influences, his heart came out into the open. Regeneration is a work of God in the heart. And regeneration cuts the root of evil. It changes the heart. Listen to what Charles Bridges says in his great book on Psalm 119. He said, quote, To the regenerate, hatred and resistance to sin are now instinctive as were their former enmity and opposition to God. Unquote. In other words, to the person who has been born of God, it is just as natural and desirous for him to please God, though he doesn't do it perfectly in this life as it was before he was regeneration, regenerated to do whatever his sinful life wanted him to do. If your heart is changed, you don't have to spend your whole life trying to suppress the things you would really like to do and make yourself do the things 
you don't want to do because they're right. That is not a regenerate person. If you've got to make yourself do the things you know you should do, even though you don't like to do them, and suppress the things you love to do and you know you shouldn't do, that is the mark of Judas. And you will betray Christ and yourself sooner or later. When a person is regenerated by God's Spirit, it is instinctive. And may I say, natural and desirous to do what is right, so that it grieves him and is brokenhearted when he does what is wrong, whether he gets caught or not. Here's more from Charles Bridges. Quote, To the regenerate, hatred and resistance to sin are now instinctive, as was their former enmity and opposition to God. The acting of sin is now in the regenerate like the motion of a floating stone upward, and unnatural. He's saying that sin in a believer is, un, is as unnatural as a heavy rock floating upward. There is such a change in a Christian that for him sinning against God is unnatural and it grieves him every time he does. Here, Bridges says, is the liberty of gospel. Not a liberty to continue in sin, but the deliverance from the guilt and the condemnation of abhorred, resisted, yet still indwelling sin. Oh, let us take the very point of the Lord's death into our souls and the daily crucifixion of sin. Let us know the power of your resurrection, O oh Lord, in a habitual walk in the newness of life, unquote. You see, the unregenerate person habitually pleases the Lord. Did I say unregenerate? I meant regenerate person. Habitually pleases the Lord. And most of the time, he doesn't even think about it, but grieves when he does it imperfectly. So I believe, because I've seen it so many times in evangelical and reformed churches, people have a Muslim view of salvation. Regeneration means, you see, that I've got to try harder. That is the gospel of Islam. Try harder. Do your best. Suppress the things you really love to do that are sinful and make yourself do the things you don't want to because they're right. That is not salvation, beloved. That is not new life in Christ. Regeneration and suppression are not the same thing. Listen to Schilder again. Long depressed desires or evil desires eventually cry out for release with the vengeance of vultures, unquote. That is, if you are not really regenerated and you're trying to hold back and keep from committing sins you really want to commit if you could get away with them, someday they are just going to break forth with all the vengeance of vultures. When that happens, he says, the person who embodies them does what he does quickly. Judas, do your work quickly. And immediately he left to do his evil deed. They finally burst open. For as a man thinking in his, in his heart, so is he. And that is tragic, he says, but inevitable if God does not intervene in repentance. 
For the unregenerate man like Judas may live in Christ's company for three years, may accommodate himself after a fashion to Christ's ministry and program, but sooner or later, this living by self-assertion and love for self will break out and he will betray Christ. Now, what is he saying here? He's saying that the unregenerate man may be a member of the church for years. And you and I may think he's the greatest guy in the church. And then all of a sudden he's gone. And not just gone to another church, but gone to the devil. You see, Judas was in close proximity to Jesus for years. He lived, slept, and ate in the same place with him. And only Jesus knew that he was a lie. In telling Judas to do quickly, Schilder says, the will to do quickly, the will he intended to do without trying to convince himself otherwise. Jesus is asserting from that Schilder says, who has actually written a trilogy of books on the suffering and death of Christ. There are only two possible kinds of life, unquote. That is what he is saying to Judas when he says, go do what you've got to do, and does not try to stop him. He is saying there are only two kinds of life possible. There is the life that in the profoundest essence of his being turns to God and lives by his will through regeneration. And there is the life which in its essential reality turns to and lives by itself. A life whose dominant motive is not derived from God, but is the self-engendered product of its own natural state. In other words, he says there are only two kinds of life. There is the life that lives for God, that turns from sin, that lives by the power of God's Spirit to do God's will from a heart that joyfully concurs with the law of God because he loves the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there is the person who is not regenerated, whose dominant influence in his life is himself living for self-sufficiency and self-righteousness. There are only two kinds of people. And in back of these two kinds of possibles, now listen, lies the profound mystery in eternity of election and reprobation. In the upper room that evening, Christ recognized the reality along with Judas, recognized the reality of election and reprobation with Judas's responsibility before God. Why is it that some live a life dedicated to God with hatred of sin and love for the Lord Jesus Christ? Because before the beginning of time, God predestined that they would live that kind of life. Why is it that those who are unregenerate are unregenerate and live a life of self-love and defiance against God? Because before time began, God predestined that they would remain in their sin and receive the judgment they deserved. That's why. But you say, preacher, I don't like that kind of gospel. Well, I hate to tell you that is the only kind of gospel there is. And any other cheapens the grace and the mercy of God. Remember what Jesus said. It was determined that I would be betrayed, be betrayed from all eternity. 
but woe to that man by which it comes. It would be better that he had never been born. And there it is. It was determined before the beginning of time that Judas would remain in his sin and follow his own wicked heart. Everyone in this room is living one of these two possible lives. You are either living a life devoted to God, loving the Lord Jesus Christ, seeking to turn from your sin with a heart's desire to please God, whatever the cost and the sacrifice to yourself. Or you are living by self-determination. You are living by self. Then you are trying to keep from doing those things you really want to do that are sinful. And you are trying to force yourself to do the things you know you're supposed to do, but you really don't want to do. If you are living the kind of life that is dedicated to God, then you are doing it because you love pleasing him, and you grieve when you don't by his grace. People live this kind of life because before the world was created, God predestined them to do so by grace. And if the unbeliever lives his life in rebellion to God, it is because he predestined them to remain in their sin to get the judgment they deserve. So Jesus looks at Judas and he says, Judas, I know what you are. Now, no one else knew. And no preacher can look around and say, you're elect and you are reprobate. But the Son of God incarnate could. And he looks at Judas and he says, Judas, I am through with you. I know which kind of life you're living because I was there when the triune God predestined for you to be the one who would betray me. Now get going. And do what your heart is determined to do. And go to hell. I say to you, beloved, every one of us in this room is going to hear from the Lord Jesus Christ. Either enter into my presence, my beloved, or go to hell. And I pray regularly that this will not happen to any of us. I pray that none of us at RHC will ever hear the Lord Jesus Christ say to us, what you must do, do it quickly. I know what you are. Judas had everyone fooled but Jesus. And if you are living a Judas-type life, you have every single person here fooled but Jesus and Satan. And Satan is just chewing at the bit to come into you if you do not repent. If God doesn't intervene with regeneration and give you the gift of faith, when Jesus will say, then Jesus will say to you, go ahead, he is all yours. I'm through with him. I earnestly pray that will never happen to any of us. And you say, well, Gary, are you saying that the only people who will truly live godly lives, the only people who will be truly regenerate, the only people who will escape hell and live in eternity with God are those that God chose before the beginning of time and no one else. You're right. That is what I'm telling you. Well then, Gary, I believe you. I'm sure you wouldn't deliberately lie to us. But if that is the case, and it does seem pretty obvious from Scripture that it is, how do I know if I'm one of those God chose before the beginning of time?
And I say to you, beloved, if you are not one of the people God chose before the beginning of time, you will go to hell. And there is no possibility you will not. And you again ask, well, then how can I, if I, to know if I am one of those people God has predestined to a life of holy living and be saved? Well, let me give you a couple of verses. First, Acts 13, 48. As many as were ordained to eternal life believed. As many as were ordained, chosen, predestined, elected, foreordained to eternal life before the beginning of time believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the great proof of election is faith. And I ask you, what is your attitude toward Christ? Do you have an overwhelming desire in your heart to please Him by your life out of gratitude for saving you, by living and dying for you and arising from the death? No one in the whole world is going to do that except those for whom God has chosen to do it, in whose heart He has sent the Holy Spirit to regenerate them and to make them new and bring them out of their spiritual death so that they can, for the first time in their life, repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can know for sure that you are one of those people for whom Christ died by faith. As many as were ordained to eternal life believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe? Let me encourage you today with every ounce of passion and intensity that I can possibly muster. Do not put off believing in the Lord Jesus Christ one second more. You say, Gary, I'm trying to. Well, I already told you about that. I'm trying to. I know I should. I know I need to. If you are regenerate, you don't need to try to. It is only someone whose heart has changed that is able to believe or even truly thinks about it. Just surrender. Believe. And receive the Lord Jesus Christ right this moment. Repent of whatever life you are living before you came into this building. And now believe in Him and surrender your life to Him. But Gary, I thought you said, we can't do it. No, what I actually said is you can't do it in your own strength. I said you, could, you can't do it until the Holy Spirit enables you to do it. You say, well, how do I know the Holy Spirit is enabling me to do so? Try it. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Surrender your life to Him. How do we know that God has chosen us to live a good life? You know because you are living a good life. One in which you are focused on pleasing Him, not yourself. Is that how you're living? Now Ephesians 1.3 says, God chose us before the beginning of time in Christ that we might be holy and blameless before Him. So if God chose us to be holy and blameless before Him, guess what? We are going to be holy and we are going to be blameless before Him. Not perfect in this life, but that will be the bent of our hearts. Beloved, I want you to meditate on these things. Are you truly regenerate? Do you love doing what you should do and hate your sin? 
You grieve because you don't do it better, and you pray to God to continue to mold you more and more into the image of Christ. Or are you a person like Judas, able to hold your sinful desires you would really like to carry out and trying your best to do the things you know you should do, but you really wish you didn't have to do them? This is the person who will go to hell no matter how hard he tries. The Christian was predestined to heaven. The unbeliever was foreordained to remain in his sin and go to hell. Beloved, the word of God is being presented to you today. And you must make a choice. You can't help but make a choice. Are you going to embrace the gospel of the sovereignty of the Lord Jesus Christ that puts your destiny in his hands? Or are you going to stiffen your neck to the gospel and say, I am the master of my own fate. I am the captain of my soul. No matter how hard providence hits me on the head, trying to get me to turn to God, my head is bloody, but unbound. Which are you? Well, that's all the time we have today. This has been Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. If you'd like to review today's broadcast, we would invite you to contact us for a copy of the program. They're available for just $5. Mention today's date and we'll send a CD your way. Here's where to write to us. PMB number 402, 1484 Pollard Road. That's in Los Gatos, California. The zip code is 95032. Again, that's PMB number 402-1484, Pollard Road. Los Gatos, California, 95032 is that address. Our phone number, if you'd rather call, 408-866-5607. That's 408-866-5607. Our website is reformedheritage.org, and if you'd like to join us for worship, Sunday services are at 2 p.m. We meet at the Lone Hill Church on 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions at our website, reformedheritage.org, or again, call 408-866-5607. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue our studies in God's Word. Until then, may Christ be your abounding grace. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.